Hey everyone, welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast, the premier podcast for single player gamers to find out about good single player games to play or just find out about good games that you should have in your wish list. And today's episode is kind of focused on the latter. We're going to talk about an upcoming game that I was put on my radar during PAX. I was happening to walk by, I was minding my business, and I looked over and I saw this cute sign of a corgi and i gravitated over uh, over to the their kiosk because of that that cute sign and i happened to find out about a wonderful cozy game that's coming out called corgi's cozy hike and i looked at this game and i was just like i need to know more about it so i talked to i talked to our two guests here at, at pax and then later on invited them to the show thankfully they said yes so my two guests today are Part of the creative team behind Cozy uh, Corgi's Cozy Hike, and that is Dan and Johnson. How are y'all guys doing today? Hi, we're doing great. <laughs> yeah, we're awesome. Man, it's so it's so glad to have y'all. I'm so glad to have you on the show. So good to see you. Um, before we get into the whole rigmarole and and intro into the game, I want to let the people get to know you a little bit. So for the people who don't know y'all, can you introduce yourselves to the audience? Well, I'm Dan. I am uh, the creator of our studio, Scalisco. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to make games that make the world a better place. And so we chose to make games that donate to animal shelters. And um, that basically led us here to where we're making this nice little cozy game that uh, helps people relax and focus and also... You know, donates to real animal shelters. Yeah, that is and amazing. he's also the main programmer. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm Johnson, and I do all the visuals for the game and marketing. That is amazing. So it's a two-person group, right? Yep. Yeah. So you know, this being a two-person operation and communications, all obviously important. How did y'all do? What was the origin of like y'all y'all's meet there? Like, how did y'all meet? How did y'all come to the conclusion that y'all wanted to do this game? Oh, well, yeah, so I used to work at Amazon, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I always wanted to make games, and Amazon was just kind of soul-crushing, I guess, working, you know, under this big, uh, you know, company, and while I was there, I, I had some co-workers that volunteered for animal shelters, and they had foster animals, and I got to learn some of the struggles that dogs really had, and um, from that, I was thinking that, okay, Games make so much money. Mobile games make so much money. Why don't we make games that help real animals? And so that's kind of where I had to quit my job to just go off and do it because they wouldn't let me do it while I still work there. They would end up owning it, be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I just uh, quit. And then we met along the way. And um, as I was looking for an artist for my first game and we're also uh, partners, and so that happened to just line up perfectly since his art is just yeah amazing yeah like around that around that time like 2018 i was like doing my own thing i was like selling things in artist alleys art fairs whatever and like i had like my own mascot character kind of like a hello kitty thing like and his name was baby and he's like a bee slash dog and like i was i was making merch of everything using him and like my art style kind of aligned with what he was looking for for his first mobile game and it just seemed to click and we made rescue pets the idol game and then rock miner 
in 2021. Those two are mobile games, and now we're working on this game. Yeah, yeah that's exciting. That's really Corgi. cool. Yeah, Corgi Cozy Hike. Yeah. So, so I want to ask you, like, so this is the first game that you made that's not a mobile game. What's some of the lessons that you've learned through the mobile game process, and that you're adapting to this this game? Well, yeah. Um, first of all, it's just been so much easier to work on this, I think, than the mobile games, um, and it's something that I was so scared of making like a big, you know, steam PC game. Uh, that's like, Oh, you know, I, I can't do it. But then when we just started working on it, it, was, it just started coming together. We didn't have to worry about like the technical requirements as much, you know, on mobile, the, uh, since we have to worry about all sorts of different phones, there's a lot of phones that, you know, are older or have worse specs or, you know, and that really hurts our, it makes it so we have to care a lot more about performance yeah and because yeah. like we cared about like how it runs on a low-end hardware you know like the jump from mobile to pc was just like huge like we didn't have to do as much wor work because like we know how to like um you know make 3d uh, models that's mm -hmm. good for all handhelds and if it's good for a handheld it's definitely great for pc I like that approach. Yeah. I like that approach. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, like, um, a cozy's, uh, a corgi's cozy hike. It's, a, it's like a kind of a hard thing to say when you like try to say it yeah. fast. But so I wanted to ask you about this game. Like, I love the concept of it. Like, for the people who don't know what this game is, can you describe it for the audience? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say it's this therapeutic adventure where you, uh, are this corgi on vacation going around uh, just relaxing and you know climbing the mountain and, and teaching people how to love and live like a dog I think that's really what it's about um, I just so it, it came from this uh, idea of like old 3d platformers that I used to play like Banjo-Kazooie or Spyro and I noticed that you know like these games have enemies in them for no re reason really and mm -hmm. um then i played a short hike and that really like inspired me to say that you know what let's just try it let's see if we can actually make a game that you know is non-violent with no death that inspires people to do uh you know good stuff and help other people and is also fun and i think so far you know uh we're achieving that and yeah absolutely. I, I get addicted to playing it <laughs> yeah so what what is it like um seeing people play your game and seeing like some of the initial like reactions to your game yeah packs it was just incredible mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was really fun like we were like before packs we were just working on it for like three months and like uh you know we, when you create things and you're always in the office like our home, like you're just like constantly thinking about like what's wrong about the game and like how far behind we are in our like vision. So like when it was time to like go to a public convention and then seeing and showing the game to like people, we were like so shocked that people like loved it so much because personally, you know, we don't think about like how good it's going. Yeah. <laughs> we just know what's missing. 
yeah like all i see is the flaws and the bugs and the frame rate and the (laughs) yeah yeah so like um being able to show the game to the public and seeing all the positive reception made us feel more confident about what we've been working on Mm -hmm. and like for things like games it takes like months or sometimes years and you know uh, we want to make sure that what we're working on is something that people will gravitate towards and uh eat um do showing the game at PAX really helped us with that and be more confident let me so I I I'm gonna guess you haven't heard this story but let me share a story with you from PAX um when there was a whole lot of us in the media room and we were sitting around talking and uh sitting around talking and then we kind of had categories that we would talk about like everyone would talk about like oh what is your game of the show so to speak and what is your, your surprise of the show or what game kind of like really stood out to you so we we talk about stuff back and forth in the media room and one game that always came up as a surprise of the show no matter like you know, like I'd always hear conversations. It was this game. It was this game was the surprise of the show because like it, for one, it was like not a lot of people knew about it. And then another, it was the the fact that this seemed like a good chill and relaxed game. And, and like, oh, I've had several conversations with people at PAX where we were just sitting around and we we're like, that looks like a fun weekend to where we can just sit around, play as a Corgi and, you know, like, whether it be like with the sound off or the sound on, we can just play and relax after a good hard day's work. So I wanted to give you that story too, because you mentioned like not having that that feedback. I wanted to let you know you're on the right path. Like we we actually a lot of people were talking about that game as the surprise of the weekend. That that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that means a lot. Yeah. First of all, like we didn't know there was a media room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it's one of those things to where I'm like, I wanted to share that story to let you know, like, your game resonated with a a lot of people there and outside of the people who just walked up to you at the booth and such like that. So you're on the right track, man. That's, 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 we're happy to hear that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we like, you know, crit rate was like, crit Mm -hmm. rate had their booth, right, like on front of us. And like, throughout the weekend, they kept telling us like, Oh, your game is very highly rated at our booth. Yeah. And like, we did not believe them at <laughs> all the entire time. Like until like after the, the convention and we had time to look at their rating system mm-hmm. for games. And then that's where we were like, oh my gosh, they weren't kidding. It turned <laughs> out people voted us the most loved unreleased game. I, I can believe it too. Cause you know, like, you know, um, just by looking at the game and from what I experienced at PAX and, you know, like later on when I was trying to keep up, keep tabs with the game, it's like it's it appeals to a lot of things that I feel like a lot of we're, we're missing in video games right now. Like a lot of people want that nostalgia Banjo-Kazooie like game where like yeah. it's not necessarily like the highest graphics out there. It is yeah, just exactly. reminiscent of what we played during that era of gaming. So a lot of people miss those types of games. And then like, also the cozy genre is just like exploded right now. You see games, yeah. you see like tons of games, whether it be the little Gator game that came out um, yeah, exactly. recently, you see games yeah. like Sh- um, Shoe Me Come Home, which is another yeah. game that came out. It was also, also at PAX, but yeah, yes. it was. it's one of those to where I'm like, you see this genre and people are really falling in love with that genre really resonating with those type of games this game like goes right up both alleys you know like a lot of gamers yeah. this seems like something the market needs so yeah yeah i, definitely. I love that 
I absolutely yeah, and we're that. we're happy to be part of the genre as well. <laughs> like, no, for sure. there's yes. there's always a need for more cozy stuff. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I wanted to ask you a question. Speaking of cozy games, like, what are some of y'all's favorite cozy games? Well, um, I'm I I really like I haven't I've only seen him play Gator Game, but Gator <laughs> Game seems to be really good, and mm-hmm. I love the concept of it so much. Oh yeah, especially the 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 part in the story where you um want to hold on to items. your childhood. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the items that you collect and use in the game, genius. I it's love so that. It's so sweet. It is really yeah. good. It's it a is sweet so concept. sweet, yeah. It's yeah. a sweet concept. Yeah. You know, I... Yeah. So the reason why I ask is because I, you know, like a lot of the developers I talk to do like market research by playing other games, you know, like we're humans, we constantly evolve by and get inspiration from exactly. other things we play. I want to know yeah. what, what's some of your biggest yeah. inspirations for this game? Well, a short hike is definitely number one, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, both because you know it's a nice cozy game and uh uh but also because he gave a great the developer of it gave a great gdc talk where he talked about how he made it and that was really inspirational too mm-hmm. um and then also like uh you know breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom now is another like obvious inspiration i think because we have climbing mechanics and yeah. um i think it really is such a cozy game surprisingly you wouldn't expect it but just walking around the world and you know i I don't like how there's enemies so much like it's funny because i used to like more actiony games whenever i was younger maybe Mm -hmm. like i I even played uh sekiro and you know vastly different (laughs) vastly different for sure (laughs) but i don't know something in that broke me and since Mm -hmm. then i'm like uh i don't really want to play elden ring like i want to like just explore the world you know i don't want to waste get, my time like dying over and over again like it's silly <laughs> get stomped every corner basically yeah. i understand oh, i, I yeah. completely understand like like, as, I, like i don't have time for that anymore you know mm-hmm. yeah it, so. it's like you want the adventure without as necessarily wanting the the stress behind dying over and over again and i completely understand that that's that's a very yeah. valid thing and the market is desiring those type of games as you've seen with um all these releases of these the cozy genre lately yeah, yeah. And then going back to like old school 3D platformers like that Banjo, Spyro. Mm-hmm. I mean, Spyro is a big inspiration too because he has four legs. <laughs> and ever since then is whenever I was thinking there should be a dog, you know? And I wanted you to glide through the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always imagined like a corgi with a cape That's um, doing Spyro mechanics. So, <laughs> so that's I kind got, of where it that, came that, from. That segues ways into my next question. Why the corgi, may I ask? Out of all the dog breeds. Uh, well, corgis are, you know, adorable. They, uh, are. they got the butt. Yeah, and, they do. Uh, you can't resist it. <laughs> they do. They really you do. You got that little wiggle. I, like, I, I've imagined for such a long time, just, uh, you know, like, walking around, you're like, the mm-hmm. camera's behind the corgi. You get to see the butt wiggle. <laughs> That's you know, like, amazing. What else? You, what else you can get you want? Work. Yeah. It just it seems like it'd be such a relaxing thing, you know? Um, I I love that because it's hard it's hard not to smile at corgis like they're just yeah, exactly. so innately fun fun dogs so I yeah. I was just wondering if there was like a personal connection to the corgi yeah I think there there was a, a corgi in uh, the Amazon office uh, named Toby That's that sweet. was my the first corgi I ever saw I guess and 
after that, I was hooked, right? You got the, uh, the butt fur, the little hops. <laughs> uh, you know, you just can't resist it. That's yeah. And they're also like, not just like, you know, they've got personality too, right? Mm-hmm. They can be disapproving. They can be commanding. Like they were born like to be herders, surprisingly. So it really is surprising, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is surprising. Yeah, they they're very expressive breeds of dogs, and I love that. And it's like that was one of the that's one of the dogs I always look at, and like I just can't help but smile at when I'm taking my dog Biscuit to the dog park, and I, I see a corgi, I can't help but to smile at just like he seems yeah. like he's tried so hard at the park, like to run with all the dogs, his butt's just yeah. going out like sideways. I love it. It's so yeah, fun. they're very goofy. <laughs> they really, they really are. So exactly. I want, I wanted to bring it back to, um, to bring it back to the game though. Like, what can we expect? Um, how long of a game is this going to be overall? Well, it's going to be bite size. We're okay. uh, being careful to make sure you can complete it. You know, in just a few hours. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, depending on what quests you want to do, I think you could finish it in an hour even yeah but um if you want to do everything it'll probably take eight to ten hours yeah okay we definitely want to add like replayability so like even if you finished Mm -hmm. everything collected everything you can still like come up with things on your own to do like i know a lot of people like including myself who plays games like pokemon Mm -hmm. and like even though they got all the badges all the pokemon you know they're still creating things for themselves to you know add thousands of more hours to the game that, yeah. that is, i love that concept so there's yeah. a lot of collectibles in this game right yeah there will there will be a lot of collectibles yeah and i think they're not going to be like banjo kazooie or spyro collectibles most of the collectibles mm-hmm. in the game are something more meaningful um, oh yeah. i love that like they will allow you to be take like shortcuts through the world or mm-hmm. like one of the collectibles we have is corgi butt power you go <laughs> find it in fun. the world and it increases your corgi butt power, which lets them climb higher using uh, ancient corgi technology. I love that um, concept. That's really cool. Yeah, and that- some collectibles will help you learn about the world. Some collectibles, like, um, are even animals you can find where you can uh, grow your animal sanctuary and make it more cute and uh, stuff like that. So I wanted to ask you about the the um the donation aspect of of like the mission uh, so to speak like this has a very cool mission structure behind it y'all are doing really really amazing work by donating to animal shelters am i wrong over there i believe that's yeah that's, that's the general yeah. mission right so how did yeah, that come along that's definitely what we're gonna be doing after the game releases mm-hmm. um so we've always been donating our uh part of our profits uh revenue to dog shelters to help them you know pay for you know fostering grooming medical care travel so that they can get to like people's homes and stuff and uh we started it in 2018 with our first mobile game rescue pets Mm -hmm. and uh ever since then we've you know we've just kept it up because we we saw how meaningful it was to the dogs the shelters and our fans because a lot of our fans are there still because we have this like uh mission to keep mm-hmm. helping more and more dogs and uh, i love yeah, that that's the story I, I, <laughs> I absolutely love that initiative um you know i want to ask you um how can people support y'all because i know like there is an upcoming kickstarter can you give us more details about that 
Oh yeah, definitely. The Kickstarter is going to be the number one way to support us. Uh, and our goals with it is, you know, we're a programmer and an artist. Uh, one thing we're missing is music and sound effects. And I think for this game in particular, that's going to be really crucial because I really want to give people a soundtrack that, you know, just evokes that cozy feeling, you know, and uh, so that's one of the main reasons why we're doing it. Another reason is to get it on Switch. Um, Perfect console to, for it. Perfect yeah, console. Yeah, you know, get cozy yeah. playing the cozy yeah. game, right? Yeah. And then yeah. we also want to get it to different languages so that we can spread our mission and our um, our message to more people. Uh, since one of the core things about the game is that I really want to teach people to love unconditionally like a dog. That's and, sweet. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, like live like a dog, like don't be so caught up in those human stresses, you know, just go and enjoy life and, you know, like kick back and relax, you know, go play. Yeah, know? that's why like we're super excited to be on a platform that's not mobile because we are able to use, you know, the PC gaming as a vehicle to drive stories and teach people lessons mm -hmm. that we wouldn't be able to on a mobile device where people have like such a short attention span Definitely. i love that yeah. i love that you know speaking of mobile have y'all um done any testing with the steam deck component yet like is this play i've done any testing yet but okay. i'm pretty sure it'll work on yeah it. yeah okay. <laughs> if it's is gonna it... work on the switch it'll work on steam deck that Cause... that's my thought entirely yeah. i was just you know covering my <laughs> yeah. basis a lot of the mm -hmm. a lot of the follow-up questions i get from episodes like this from the listeners are like is this oh, steam yeah. deck compatible nowadays so i wanted oh, to yeah. definitely gonna make book. sure it is yeah it, mm -hmm. that's super important to us especially if it's like a handheld as yeah, well you get yeah cozy yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah. you know um really quick let's to go back to the game what is the name of the main corgi you get to choose your name. You oh, name that's him. amazing. Yeah, you I get to that. choose the name, gender, and um, which corgi coat he has. He could be a tricolor or blue merle or a sable, a bunch of different ones. Yeah. How much research went into, how much corgi research did you do while making this game? And what was the research project, uh, like, process like? Oh, you know, <laughs> it's, do you really call it research whenever it's so fun? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, like browsing you... Reddit for corgis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but, we've also like you know, since this is our third corgi game, yeah, we've so, definitely learned a lot about corgis over the years. And yeah. people, our fans, tell us their stories about what they do with their corgis, and it yeah. inspires us too. Yeah, and like they tell us about like their weird characteristics, mm -hmm. and like we learned from someone <laughs> at a convention that their corgi is very vicious and attacked a coyote once. What? And I was saved like, them. what? Yeah, save them. <laughs> so like, yeah. yeah. So like we are constantly surprised and like we do a lot of we watch a lot of corgi videos and look at a lot of corgi pictures. Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah, so that we can animate the corgis more accurately and stuff. Isn't that like the perfect job? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that is. It seems like I can't think of a better one. Like off the top of my head, you know, it, I love the I love the message, guys. I love the the general vibe of this game. I 
I can't wait to, to for the Kickstarter to be releasing so the more people can get on board and support the process. I got I got several questions I want to ask you, but right off the top, I see a poster of a lot of corgis in the background. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like on the top, I also see, was it Nesico? Is that Demon Slayer themed corgi like poster yes. up there? That is yes. amazing. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we we got into Demon Slayer last year, <laughs> and uh, I just had to draw that. So that's what happened. And like below, it's like a spy ex. It's spy of family. Yeah, that's Anya and all <laughs> them. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. All right, so you know, I know we're well, before we get back to the game. I want to ask you, what's the what's the anime you're currently watching right now? Uh <laughs> I don't think we are. We're not watching yeah, we, anything. We currently aren't watching uh, any anime. We kind of okay. got bitten by a few anime last year and a year before that. <laughs> like we we watch uh, Wonder Egg Priority, uh-huh. and like oh my gosh, great concept, love everything, but they they just lost time or budget or something, and the yeah. rest of the anime was just fell flat, trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah, so like, it out. Yeah, and after that, you know, like other animes like demon slayer you know <laughs> yeah we, Demon we felt betrayed <laughs> yeah yeah i could i could definitely see that did you like spike's family do you feel like the ending oh, yeah. hit hard for you there we yeah. haven't watched season two yet that's yeah. one that's what we need to watch yeah there, there's yeah. some there's some fun ones yeah it seems like y'all um do y'all gravitate more towards the comedic animes more so or the action style I think more, I like more drama stuff. Yeah, oh, that, that's <laughs> yeah. good. That I love very good. serious stuff. Yeah. yeah. Funny that's, enough. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> a light hint of, of com- like comedy there, but mostly the serious dramas. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, so, for sure. To go back to the game though, um, right now, uh, you know, like people have been checking out through packs. Where else can people find the game right now? The, is there a Steam link page? Yeah, you can go to Steam and wishlist mm-hmm. us and give us a follow too, so you can see all the news and when the demo comes out. Yeah. And if you want earliest access to the demo, you can uh, sign up to our email list at accordiescozyhike.com. And uh, you can also join our Discord, and we have a nice, wholesome community. Yeah, that's uh, that'll it's be something where theme. people really, uh, I mean, most people there love corgis. Yeah, we have <laughs> uh, animated corgi stickers. Yeah, um, we got a corgi butt sticker. Yeah, and people share their pet pictures. And oh yeah, yeah, that's where I we share it. a lot of like personal stuff, like uh, behind the scenes, game development stuff. Oh right, such yeah. a wholesome community. Yeah, and, uh, I can't wait till the demo launches so that people can start chatting about that on the Discord too. Yeah. yeah, and so we'll find out news about the demo in the, on the Steam page, like through um, blog post updates, right? Yeah, you can join our email list. That's the first place to get it. Okay, and yeah. uh, definitely follow on Steam and yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that's exciting. That's exciting. So, guys, I have uh, three last questions for you. My first one is: What video game recommendations would you recommend to other people outside of your own game? that's within the genre or no nah, no nah, just whatever yeah. you whatever you feel like <laughs> recommended to people what what game would you personally recommend to someone well i think the number one is if you think our game looks good you know go play a short hike you know i, it's yeah, I love that that's a good answer yeah. mm-hmm. definitely uh yeah a wonderful cozy game yeah and gator game definitely a little and gator, gator game, game is really good yeah yeah, yeah. 
All right. So my second my second question before we get out get out of here is, you know, this one is a hard question. It has made many people traumatized. And that is, are you ready? Because it is time for our pro nerd trivia portion of the show where we ask our esteemed guests five different questions based on five different types of nerdy categories. I don't get to decide the rules, gentlemen, like the will of destiny, the will of destiny Uh-oh. controls the fate. So Uh-oh. what? So this is how the game works. We basically, we spin the wheel and then whatever category it lands on is the category y'all's question comes from. So without further ado, gentlemen, are you ready? Oh yeah. Yeah. All Let's right. Bring it on. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. All right. So here we go. Our first question is in the realm of the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh boy, okay. is that is that a strong suit of y'all's? Do you feel like that's a weak uh, point? I wouldn't say so. <laughs> <laughs> I've we'll... seen some of them though. Okay, a good, a good portion. Okay, okay, I like that. I like that. All right, so, all right, so who plays the character Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy? What actor plays Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy? Is that Chris Pratt? You are got it correct. That is Chris Pratt indeed. There you go. Hooked on a feeling. All right, so. There we go. (laughs) So he got the first one correct. They are one of one. Let's make it two of two. Let's see if they can do it. Um, Our next category is in... Oof, this is a hard one. Um, Our next category is in the realm of Lord of the Rings. Ah, Lord good. of Oh, you're excited. Yeah. He's read like all the books. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. So Lord of the Rings uh, statistically, our second hottest category behind Star Trek. Star Trek is our currently hardest category. We've only had two questions answered correctly throughout all the history of the show. Lord of the Rings, though, a little bit better. 37% questions are answered wow. correctly. So we'll see if you can um make that more. Let's see. <laughs> What was the name of the character Samwise Ganji eventually married? Rose. We'll take it. Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. we'll take it. You are two of two. I love it. I love it. Do you remember what Rosie was famous for? Um, like what foods is like Sam always associated her for? This is not a question. I was just curious. No. I believe it was strawberries, right? She was always like sound familiar, having yeah. like strawberries in her hands or something. Yes, that does sound familiar. Yeah, Sam was obsessed with like the sweet smell of strawberries. Like oh, that was I, I love that. Sam. I do too. I do too. Such a good character. All right, so our next category is in the realm of Batman. Batman okay. trivia. Okay, so we're a little confident there. All right, so Batman trivia. All right, what? Fictional city does Batman operate in? Ah, Gotham. Gotham, they are three for three. They are three <laughs> for three. I like this. I like this. The pressure's <laughs> rising. It, it is. It really <laughs> is. It really is. All right. So our next category is in the realm of Harry Potter. Harry okay. Potter. Are you all confident okay. with the, this category? I've seen all the movies. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's a good start. What is the name of Hagrid's half brother? What is the name of Hagrid's half brother? 
in the realm of Harry Potter, what uh, is the name of Hagrid? I phone a friend, brother. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do not have any lifelines. There's two of y'all. <laughs> There's two of y'all. Yeah, I was like, I was like five years old when Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Was <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, she's no. Just kidding. I don't remember but, him having a sibling. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> so, in... is that from a particular? um book or movie yeah and um um i believe his half brother was introduced in what was it um what was that order of the phoenix oh okay so his, half... <laughs> his favorite no actually I, I that's my least favorite his Is favorite it really? harry potter film well because i mean it's good enough but it just <laughs> makes me so depressed it is everyone's like that movie had a lot of things going on <laughs> yeah it had a lot that was the drama movie where you really thought yeah, about yeah. It. yeah a teen drama yeah well, that's so drama mean movie. to harry yeah i don't know so yeah that, and i like luna though luna lovegood oh. is amazing that's about probably one of my favorite characters i you know like controversially speaking that's the character i was hoping he'd end up with at the end yeah, I, I would I, I would agree I, I felt like they were building towards that with him like them both being like almost like you know, they both lost their one parent, like Luna lost her mother. And he also lost like both of his parents. They like, they were both like ostracized from society. You know, like both of them were outcasts. I felt like they were building up to that, like a found, found relationship there. And it just sort of dropped the ball and went back to Guinea, the stalker Weasley. So I was a little, little salty. She was. Was she not she like was. stalk stalker? Was she not like stalking this man for like the whole, like half of the, half the books there? Yeah. yeah 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 she went from stalking to like she did nick said you know she had like three boyfriends and that made harry like pay attention to her is yeah uh, that's that's what it took <laughs> yeah it was like harry potter was like the prequel to the you um the you show from netflix where like the with the stalker and such like that yeah that's, yeah so i'm like it's it's crazy but alas do you know the answer what was the name of hagrid's half brother no. no it is rock grump grump uh, yes but <laughs> you know you you came really close like you got almost uh -huh. all you were on a roll you were you were on a roll yeah where we go on a roll all right so you have one last question left and it is in the realm of disney in the realm of disney okay. all right so all right can you name the adoptive parent cat in in the in the Disney movie The Aristocats. This cat was the main character of the movie, and he was the adoptive parent at the end for the three other kittens. Uh, I haven't seen that in way too long. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> what? I remember seeing previews Never. for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or like a sing-along <laughs> yeah the, the sing-alongs are really good his name was thomas the o thomas o'malley uh, thomas o'malley cat mm -hmm. like the alley cat but uh, so my next question was my next question like the question it almost landed on when it went to disney is can you name the dog who sung why should you worry in oliver and company no no <laughs> i was wondering as dog as dog lovers if y'all are gonna get that one. <laughs> we've seen a lot of live action dog movies 
Oliver and Company. I don't even remember that. Yeah, Oliver and it Company. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it was um, it was a movie that came out in the the nineties, um, a pretty popular Disney movie, but not not or the eighties. I think it was eighty eight, but like it was it had Billy Joel starring um Dodger the the dog mm. and such like that. So oh yeah. Yeah, but anyways, I digress. You did pretty well. You got three of the questions right. And before yeah. we before we get out of here, and I want to emphasize one last time, where can the good people find you and where can people find this game? Well, definitely wish list on us on Steam. It's a Corgi's mm-hmm. Cozy Hike. It's pretty easy to find with just uh, knowing Corgi and Cozy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, and a corgi's cozy hike.com is our website where you can sign up to our email list and yeah, uh, you can see the trailer you can see where we've been featured and it has the links to all our social medias and discord mm-hmm. yeah which uh, rescue pets game is our handle on twitter and instagram and youtube so all the social media platforms basically yeah uh, yeah you gotta do that nowadays <laughs> yeah, you really do you gotta make it universal so guys i do want to say thank you all for being on the show it's been a pleasure talking to y'all i love love the concept of the game love the mission statement love what y'all are doing i can't wait to for the demo to come out and for more people to get their hands on playing this game it's absolutely cozy it's wonderful thank y'all guys for creating such a wonderful project and thanks for being on the show yeah, oh, thank, thank you. you so much for having us. Yeah, we appreciate it, the help so much. And we, we, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> thank y'all so much. Um, everybody, go check them out. The links for all those will be in the description below. They're going to send the links. I'm going to make sure it's all in the description so you don't have to go anywhere. You don't even have to hunt them down. Just listen to the episode, click down below, and go wishlist this game. Definitely go show them some love. So, In the meanwhile, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. I've been Sebastian. That has been my esteemed guest. You already know where to find them. They have been wonderful. I absolutely love them on the uh, having them on the show. That's been Dan and that's been Johnson. And we're out, everyone. Bye. So that's a wrap for this episode of the Single Player Experience. I want to give a special shout out and thank you to Dan and Johnson for being on the show today. I also want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the Single Player Experience Discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace!